0: just settle in for a moment. You know this is such a busy time of year and I don't know about y'all but you know tonight when we get home things begin to get a little bit uh, crazy and it continues on through the next couple of days. And uh, so it's good to just get together and just be quiet before the Lord and allow him to speak to us and and you know, on Christmas, I often don't share a long message. Everybody says, Praise the, "Praise the Lord." You know, because I just think the Christmas story speaks for itself, and so we'll share that tonight. But let me just open up by reading from Isaiah the seventh chapter in the 14th verse, and it says, "Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign: Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son." And shall call his name Emmanuel. So that's why we come together. We're to celebrate that which was proclaimed. The coming of our Savior, Emmanuel, Jesus. And so as we come together tonight, as we worship together, let's keep our focus upon him and recognize that it's because of him that life has been made available to us. Through Jesus, we find life. And we find it abundantly. And so let's open with a word of prayer, and then we'll uh, share some time of worship, and then we'll share some scriptures after that. So let's pray. Father God, we're so grateful tonight that we could gather in the marvelous name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. And Father, we never want to make light of that name. We never want to lose the significance of that name and of what Jesus has done for us, that he was that babe that came and died, that we might live, that we might have the abundant life, and it's all because of him. And so as we celebrate this Christmas season, we celebrate that Jesus came, but not just that he came, but that he was willing to live and die and that he was raised from the dead for our justification. And because of him, we have the abundant life. And so we ask your blessing upon this time this evening, that everything that we say, everything that we do, that, Father, you might receive all the glory. And we ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We you rise with me as we sing unto the Lord? Let's lift our hands up to him. Oh, Father, we worship you. We give you praise and honor and glory. You are so deserving of that honor, that glory. For you loved us so much that you sent your most precious possession, your Son, to pay the price for our sins, that we might have life, that we might have it abundantly. So as we come together here tonight, Father, we come with a heart of thanksgiving, a heart so grateful. To be able to know that because of you and because of your tremendous love for us, we can live a life of peace, comfort, and assurance, knowing that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us. And so, Father, tonight we give you praise and honor and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You can go ahead and be seated. You know when we begin to talk about the birth of Christ, we're talking about a miracle. You know and one of the things that we see about our God is that he's such a, a miraculous God, such a God of miracles. And so as we've come together tonight, we went, let's, let's hear the story of that miracle. And so I've asked a couple of individuals to read tonight, so Donna if you come up. You know, there's advantages to uh, getting to church early. Mm-hmm. You know, because I have a tendency to take the first available body. And Donna got here early. And let's get a
1: Alright, and I'm going to read from Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her.
0: Thank you. You know, I I love the last part of that verse where it says nothing's impossible to God. You know, in the culture of that day for a woman to be barren was probably one of the greatest curses that could come upon somebody. And so we we see Mary having a baby but we also see Elizabeth. And so we see two miracles taking place here. To me it's just such a reminder to me that our God is a God of miracles. That there's nothing, nothing that takes place in our life that brings him that's a surprise to him. That when we look to him and trust him, he is the source, he is the way. And so, right now, we've got a special number, and so they're going to go ahead and share that with us. While well, they were doing that, I, I couldn't help but think how uh, <clears throat> Pastor Isaac is really following in my footsteps. <laughs> because my first church I had a lead worship and I played the guitar. The only difference was I knew three chords. <laughs> zroom, zroom, zroom. And that was it. So, Well we had the reading concerning the prophecy that was given to Mary that she was going to be with child and that she was and now let's listen to the the fulfillment of that that, that we find in Luke the second chapter. And so, Tina, if you'll come and you'll share that with us.
2: Luke 2, 1 through 20. At the time, the Roman Emperor, Augustus, decreed that the census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census that had been taken. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was the descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judah, David's ancestor's home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snug. wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and in the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'I,' Bring you good news and great joy to all the people of the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by the sign. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angels were joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praised God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was the angel that they had told him.
0: Thank you. Once again, we're talking about miracles, that we serve a God of miracles. I want to just read... um, two of those verses again, Luke two eleven and 12, and it says, For there was born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling, swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So once again we see that he reiterates the fact that this is a Miracle! This is of God. This is a sign. And, and the significance of that, that it's a sign, is that it reveals to us, each and every one of us, what Jesus has truly done for us. That if it were not for him, we would be without hope. If it were not for him, we would still be lost in, in sin. We would be in a hopeless state. Because of him, we have hope so during this time of season what it is is it's a time of rejoicing we rejoice in the knowledge that we have of what Jesus has truly done for each and every one of us but you know in this culture this society that we live in today so much of that is lost because there isn't the thought about the Christ child there isn't the thought about what Jesus has truly done for us you know we need to constantly it said concerning Mary in the New Living it said that she thought about these things often the New King James says she pondered these things and I wonder do we often ponder do we often think about the things that Jesus has truly done for us you know when we receive communion when we receive it it says that we're to do it in remembrance of him. In other words, it's a time that we think about what Jesus has truly done for each and every one of us. But you know, these festivals like Christmas that we're celebrating, it's the same type of thing. It's a, it's a reminder to us of what Jesus has truly done for us. And as a result of that, it gives us it gives us hope. It gives us that confidence. It gives us that assurance that. No matter what takes place around us, he's still Lord. You know, uh, this is an interesting year. Um, of course, I'm retiring. That makes it kind of interesting. But it's also interesting from the standpoint that my mom turned 100 years old. And uh, last weekend, we were up there and, uh, to celebrate Christmas and she really didn't want to be there. And uh, I guess when you're 100 years old you're entitled to that. But she really didn't want to be there and generally when the babies come out, the little ones, she gets all fired up and she gets excited and uh, but she didn't. And so I'm confident, I know one thing, that her time here on earth is short. She's going to be going to be joining dad. So I'm actually looking at my phone once in a while because I'm thinking if if she acts like dad did, she's going to die right about now. You know, it doesn't want to be convenient about it at all. But you know, I I mean, I'm I'm 71 years old and I still cry because my mom's going to go home. I don't think you ever get past that. But there's something I do know. I know that there's a home in heaven and she's received Jesus as her Lord and Savior and that she and dad are going to be reunited and maybe about 30 years from now I'm gonna join them it's inevitable but see Christmas is so significant from the standpoint that it reveals to us how fragile life is. Think about this. God took on flesh and people had to take care of him. His mother had to feed him. His mother had to take care of the needs that he had. How fragile we are, but you know when we know who we are in God, all of a sudden we're not so fragile because we can deal with anything that comes our way because he is an almighty God. so we're here to celebrate Christ. we call it Christmas, Some want to change it to Xmas, but it's Christ we're here to celebrate Christ the one who redeemed us the greatest gift that could have ever been given think about Jesus being born in a stable now I've been in stables and I don't care how clean they clean the stable it still stinks So he was born in this lowly environment. I don't know what your background is, where you came from. You might look at it and people have said you've come from the wrong side of tracks. They might say you've come from this place or that place. I was thinking about it today. You know, until I was a sophomore in high school, we didn't have indoor plumbing. We had an old pump that pumped the water out of the cistern that was rainwater. Remember one time I told my grandkids, you know, I didn't have we didn't have a phone until I was a sophomore. They said, "Grandpa, you didn't have your own phone?" No, we did not have a phone. But we we survived. And so again, I don't know where you came from, but it doesn't matter how lowly It was Jesus went lower. And he went lower so that he could pick you and me up. And that's what we find at Christmas. We find God who came in the flesh in the form of a man who went so low that he was able to pick you and I up so that we could deal with, that we could face anything that comes our way. Why? Why? Because of Jesus. And so as we celebrate, as you celebrate tomorrow, as you celebrate Christmas, I just want to encourage you, take a moment. Take a moment and just think about what this day is really all about. It's about the word becoming flesh so that he might dwell among us. But not that he could just live with us. But that he could lift us up. That we might be saved. And that we might have life eternal. And it's all because of God's love for you and I. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. And he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that through him, the world might be saved. Because of Jesus, salvation belongs to you and me. We rejoice, we celebrate, we thank him for that. This day, in Jesus' name, amen let's stand to our feet and just repeat this after me oh Heavenly Father we are so grateful on this Christmas Eve to have the opportunity to thank you to thank you that you loved us and that you demonstrated that love By sending your Son, Jesus, to dwell in this earth, to live to die, and that he was resurrected from the dead, that we might have life. We thank you. We thank you and we give you praise in that name that's above every other name the name of Jesus Jesus. Amen. Amen and so as you go tonight go in his peace go in his strength go in his love go in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and as you go demonstrate his love to all that you come in contact with that they might know what you know And that is that God is love. Go in peace in the mighty name of Jesus and give somebody a hug and wish them Merry Christmas.